0: Today's episode is brought to you by the women who purchased their ass injections, not with a tax return of the 56-year-old white man that works as a foreman for the PG&E Construction Company that cheats on his wife with them, but with their own money, because unlike the rest of you hoes, they completed their nursing program at the University of Georgia and have been since moved out of their mama house. Women who can afford their own ass injections, are you in good hands? and that's where my issue be half the time like you have to understand you can't talk to me like this I understand that right now I'm working security standing in front of this family dollar with my badge on so I can't put hands on you but you have to know that this city is not that goddamn big I'm going to see your ass outside of my workplace and we're going to have an issue about you calling me out about your bitches and motherfuckers how dare you you know that's why I just wish people would understand like from the customer service perspective you have to learn how to treat people better like like I'm talking about the people who are talking to the customer for the people who are providing the service but anyway what's going on shout out to everybody who's a part of the family shout out to everybody who is here and participating in this gumbo Pod that is the greatest voice podcast how we doing how we feeling what is up in the world um I'm in a good mood. I'm in good spirits. I'm over here recording. We're about three days shy 4th of July. I am doing security for this fireworks booth right now. Um, I just want to let everybody know this right now because I see a lot of you know, I'm in Cali. I'm seeing all y'all getting these packs of fireworks. Most of my listeners are from California. Let me just say this. If you are one of those people. Who's buying five and six and seven, $800 is spending three-fourths of your monthly income on fireworks to, to blow the fuck up on the fourth. I completely understand there's nothing wrong with your recreational activities. Do won't you want, my kindred. However, if you live in my city and our city blow down because you wanted to be goddamn rocket man in three days... Just know, I'm on your ass. I'ma figure it out. I, I remember last year when we had that big fire in California. They protect, they protected, they protected the identity of that one couple in freaking Folsom or wherever it was. That the fire started because they were doing a gender reveal and the fireworks, I guess, went wrong. But this, no, you ain't gonna be protected. I'ma find you. I'ma snoop you out. I'ma snoop you out. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have somebody. Line. I'm gonna have somebody fucking. Spot. I'm find somebody. I'm gonna have the same person that, that got six nine. telling everybody. I'm gonna have that person fight, have me figure out where y'all at. But uh, yeah, nah. But besides that, I'm in good spirits about that. I feel like this would be. This is gonna be a good year. Um, let's just hop right into the top. We're right, hop right into the main topics that I wanted to touch on today because I feel like they're really the main thing that I'm seeing everybody talk about right now is that Mister Puddin Pop himself. Mr. Doctor the Huxtable, or if he ever was a doctor, the Huxtable himself, the huxtahuxta, Bill Cosby, he has been freed from the prison bars in Pennsylvania or Idaho, whatever flavor state this nigga was stationed at. I don't know where he was at, but um he has been freed. From what I'm to understand, it's because of a um, unfair process. I guess the prosecutor that prosecuted him. They had made a deal in a specific case in 2003 or 2004. I forgot what it was, but they made a deal that he wouldn't be prosecuted or serve any jail time as long as some type of deal was made. So he has been freed. He walked out. He walked out. I heard rumor that he walked as soon as he walked out of his jail cell. They gave this nigga a bowl of pudding and he was happy as hell. Everything was forgiven. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, how I feel about this, how I feel about this. So I didn't grow up on Bill Cosby. I was made fa- I was made familiar with Bill Cosby watching Nickelodeon Nick at night And when they would have the reruns of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and the Fresh Prince of Bill Cosby So that was my understanding of my familiarity with Bill Cosby. I Didn't this this man had no influence on my childhood at all So I'm when he was going through these trials and tribulations with the legal system. I really didn't care I really didn't care besides, I, and I do know he did, did a lot for the community as far as getting kids to go into college and stuff like that. I've always heard about that, but just, I just missed on that I was a kid at the time. So I really didn't care. I can say from my personal, I can say from my perspective on the thing, I wasn't there I don't know the man Personally I don't know if he did do or not Did do I don't kind Of like that we're letting this man go not Because he wasn't guilty but because There were some from what I am to understand They had made a deal That he wouldn't have to serve jail time or the Prosecutor wouldn't prosecute him so it's not Letting like you're letting this man walk free because He was innocent you're letting him walk Walk free because you guys prosecute him and Prosecuted him incorrectly Which is more fucked up before I got on this broadcast, the, the the rant I wanted to get out of my brain, I guess it's kind of... I, I guess I kind of expired in my head before I could get on the microphone and finish my In-N-Out burger. <laughs> y'all be... I know y'all be hating on people from California about how we eat In-N-Out. In-N-Out is fire, bro. I don't know what y'all be talking about. Y'all motherfuckers in in, in Georgia, y'all don't even have In-N-Out. Y'all have Hardee's, which is basically Carl's Stringer, but it's called Hardee's. But anyway, um, the, the issue I have with a lot of... The issue I have with the Bill Cosby situation, like at least when they when they first started prosecuting him seriously, four or five years ago, maybe six years ago. The issue I had with it was the same issue I had when everybody took tail and decided to get on on Kelly's ass two years ago after that Lifetime documentary came out. I have always hated that we humans, whether we be black, white, Samoan or whatever the hell Pharrell half it, half a Pharrell is, I've always hated the fact that we need, I hate when we have actual legal proceedings. Court trials take place, not because we feel that the person is guilty, not because we really do feel this motherfucker drowned his kid in the sink, in the bathtub. I really, I hate when we do this only because of the public outcry and the shame that we didn't make moves in the first place R. Kelly's ass is sitting in jail not because he's a pedophile Not because he houses little kids like like uh, like packs of Kool-Aid He's sitting in a jail cell because of the public outcry of a fucking documentary a docu-series that came out on lifetime in 2019 when people weren't even watching TV we We're still not watching TV even more, but Just because of the public outcry and conversation over a fucking documentary, that makes me so sad. It makes me sad that in this country, it it doesn't take you having morals to have change. It takes you being publicly shamed to have change. You have to be publicly shamed. That this is the same thing with Bill Cosby. It wasn't. It wasn't. All those accusations against Bill Cosby about rape and all these women coming forward. It wasn't like he was going through legal proceedings for the last 30 years that made him go to jail. All it was was a comedian who made a joke about him that went viral. Hannibal Burris made a joke about him in 2014 that went viral. Next thing you know, all of them started coming forward with all these testimonies. And somehow, some way, the legal system found some way to put his ass in jail and up going through legal proceedings. Only because of public shaming. Only because of internet shame. Now, whether he let me just say this. I believe he raped a few of the motherfuckers. I do believe it. I do believe I do believe some of those women. But regardless of that, my issue isn't if they were wrong or right if they were telling the truth. My issue is, why did it take Twitter, Instagram, Carrie Hilson tweeting about it? I don't even know if Carrie, C. Or Carrie Hilson tweeted about it. Half of y'all probably don't even know who Carrie Hilson is. Why did it take them tweeting about it for you to actually move You know what I'm saying like that? That irritates the hell out of me. That really disgusts me that it takes public shame. It takes somebody else's morals. It takes it takes an it takes morals in a large group, even if those morals don't coincide with your own beliefs for you to say, okay, you know, we can't have this right now that's what makes me sad and that's what kind of makes me lo- things like that make me lose faith in humanity to be honest with you bro like things like that may really make me lose faith in like humans in general you know it's the same thing like the the equivalent I could take to that is like the, the situation and I know this is a very fair- first off Martin Luther King I'm pretty sure did not rape women but with that being said it's the same thing with the Martin Luther- I, I'm saying this because I'm about to make the comparison between Martin Luther King and Bill Cosby stick with me stick with me now it's the same thing with MLK when he did that march in Birmingham, and those goddamn racist ass, uh, uh little foot footprint in the head bald and ass um, police officers, sick those fire hoses, sprayed him and with those fire hoses and sick German shepherds, purebred German shepherds. Those were some beautiful German shepherds. Whoever was breeding them, or if he still, if that, if the, whoever, whoever that, that breeds still available. But I'm some good German shepherds, but sick German shepherds and sprayed them with water hoses and all that of the sort, and did all that shit to him and put him in jail and etc cetera, etc cetera. that moment in history was one of the biggest moments in change does one of the biggest moments in the civil rights movement because there were photos taken of them and videos etc cetera, etc cetera. so the whole country got to see how they were doing how they were treating black people who just wanted to be treat, treated fairly what makes me sad about the situation in retrospect is not even the fact that they did them like that is that the fact that you saw Literal legislation. Literal change. Segregation end and all of that. Just because of public shaming. Not because in their morals they felt. You know what? Maybe we shouldn't be spraying these niggas with fire hoses. And the sick and our goddamn dog dogs on them. Hey King! 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 Stop biting the nigger in the thigh! No. They did it. They literally. You saw legislation change. change because of public shaming. Like. So, you mean to tell me you wouldn't be this man if you didn't have. I don't know. That's where my brain automatically goes, bro. Like, you mean to tell me you wouldn't be this man? You wouldn't be this nigga? You wouldn't be this man? You wouldn't have the same morality if it wasn't a group of people telling you this is wrong? You wouldn't be killing this man? You wouldn't be torturing this man? You wouldn't be racially profiling this man if it wasn't for a group of people telling you this was wrong? And I understand to the other other side of that. To the other side of that, I also understand this too as well. Humans in general, and I've said this in the podcast thousands of times, human morality is not something that's innate. A lot of the time, our level of morality is based on societal standards. A lot of the time, I give Christians a lot of shit. I give, well, I give Christians a lot of shit more than I give Muslims. Assalamualaikum. But I give Christians a lot of shit, but a lot of the time, that was what the efficiency, that was what the point of religion was. A lot of the time, was to set to set a moral base, societal standards of how we should how we should behave with one another, how we should treat our fellow man, how we shouldn't have to rob people, how we shouldn't have to treat people. I've always I've been saying this in the podcast a thousand times. Do you know how fucked do you know how fucked up the world had to be on a primal level for them to have to come up with the law that says thou shalt not kill and even as i'm recording this podcast there's a cop pulling over a man right where i work at please do not pull over in my please do not please do not pull over in my oh he's chasing him oh he's chasing him oh he's about to he's about to dip he's about to dip oh he's about to hit the freeway oh he really about to run oh don't tell me he's about to run oh, okay no no i'll talk about this the, Okay, okay, he pulled over. I was about to I was like, oh shit, he about to run it. Like it looked like he's about to take. You look he's about to do, about to hit the freeway. I was like, oh okay, hey, shit, I need to get a video of this. He's about to do it live, but no, I just um, was, but I was, yeah, I was saying something. Yeah, what I was saying was, do you know how fucked up the world had to be? Do you know how crazy we had to be as a society, to where you had to have in separate religions? Because you see this, you see this same framework from in, in all religions, all cultures. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, don't steal their neighbor, don't steal thy neighbor's grits. Using the same goddamn framework, it's these same goddamn laws everywhere. Do you know how fucked up we had to be as a society to be at a point where you know how fucked up we had to be as a society where you had to actually tell people that? Like now, we take we take for granted the idea that in most countries nowadays, you don't have to tell people that you don't that you shouldn't kill, you shouldn't steal, because usually that's the societal standard now. But don't forget that that had to be a law. It's a law now. Like anytime you have to, anytime you have a law for something, nine times out of ten, when you have a law for something, that law is in place not because that never happened, that particular act, that, act that's forbidden never happens, that law is in place because at a certain point, this particular thing, this particular activity was happening so much, taking place so often that we gotta, hey, y'all gotta stop raping kids, we gotta, hey, we, y'all gotta stop raping kids, now enough is enough, we gotta make a law for it now, hey, y'all gotta stop killing each other. Okay, enough is enough. Hey, y'all got to stop. And even to the smaller things, even to the not-so-significant things, hey, y'all got to stop driving more than 75, 75 miles per hour in the freeway because, hey, people are getting hit. We're having crashes and shit. Shit ain't going to work. This ain't going to work. So, I'm going to say that. Um, I don't wish anything to Mr. Cosby. I know I took that whole, that whole topic and went all the way left with it. I don't wish bad on will cosby i don't wish bad on his victims i just i just wish we as people didn't always have to have require public shaming to be human i wish we didn't have to i wish it wasn't necessary for people to shame us for us to be human and say you know what maybe we shouldn't treat this person like this solely because of the color of the skin we, I wish we, I wish it didn't take public sampling to say, "Hey, maybe I shouldn't rape women, and maybe I shouldn't uh, catcall women, maybe I am being misogynistic." But then again, you know, if it does take that, if it does take that, and if that's what it takes for us to have real societal change, for it to be a safe place for women, for it to be a safe place to live, you know, hey, then, then that's what it is, you know. Um, poo shasty, poo shasty. Pooh, Pooh, Pooh Shiesty. Pooh Bear, Winnie the Pooh Bear, chasing some Bees. I skipped the line of that song. Pooh Shiesty, and there's a lot of you, not a lot of you, there's a few of you who might not be familiar with this man. I am a fan of this man's music, a few of this man's songs. He has a song called Neighbors that I have played a lot of uh, a lot, I replayed that song a lot. He has another song called Back in Blood. For those who don't know, I'm pretty sure you know this song. The, the chorus goes like, I got I got my own file, I need security in the club. All that woofing on the net, nigga. I thought you was a thug. So, great song, by the way. This young man is in jail right now, being held without bond there was a shooting that took place in a nightclub where apparently he drew out his gun at the nightclub because of some disagreement that he had of what was going on at the club and the bouncer who was at the front door at the club ended up getting shot. Now, granted, even though it is said that he did shoot the bouncer and it was an accident for multiple accounts, they said that it was an accident. The bouncer himself has since recanted his statement and said that he didn't remember. You know, he was delirious at the time. He might not remember. So basically what that means is somebody on Pooh Shisey's team slid him a bag and they tried to shut him the fuck up, which would have worked, except the judge might have saw through that like I did. And he's still in jail. Now, the reason why Pooh Shisey, the reason why I brought up this man on my broadcast today is not because of that. It's because Pooh, 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 last year was caught on video robbing a man at gunpoint who him and his fellow comrade his fellow niglet, met this nigga at a parking lot beside Harbor City Hotels in Miami I believe it was and he was supposed to buy two pairs of high priced sneakers to this day I don't know what pair of sneakers this was and as well as some weed him and his friend hopped up the car Looked at said object that he was supposed to purchase and took it upon him and his comrade self to rob these niggas at gunpoint, drew out a gun, shot both these niggas, shot one of them in the ass, actually, and they run off. And this video has been viral and viral for a while. I've heard people talk about it and I had never really took time to do research about it just because. I try to avoid reading about nigga shit in my day-to-day Well, I ain't gonna lie, I do be reading some dumb shit But I just didn't really feel like going through the details And reading the recurring move of trying to research and stuff like that Because when I talk about these topics in the podcast I want to be well informed, well read Because I am talking about people's lives The reason why I'm talking about this situation is because The cops were able to trace and figure out that It was him that robbed this man It was indeed him and his fellow cohort that put the bullets on this man's butt cheeks. And it wasn't because they got a clear view of his face. It wasn't because he looked at the camera and said, back in blood, as his chorus says. And it wasn't because Gucci man happened to not be there, who he signed to, and say, hey man, hop in the car, let's go. It was because this nigga who pulled up, let me say this, I've seen robberies in my days. I've had niggas try to rob me in the past. This nigga tried to rob him in a foreign I mean, a beautiful car. I don't know what kind of car it was. It was a beautiful. It was some shit. You can tell he might have been making more money than the nigga who he robbed. That's another thing. If you're robbing people, do not ever rob somebody. If I'm ever... Do not ever rob somebody who's making less than you. I'm pretty sure he's making more money than the motherfucker he robbed. But bringing this back up because the police found out it was him because... This man had a Louis Vuitton bag full of forty thousand plus dollars in the bag. The bag happened to happen to fall out the car when he's pulled off. They found out it was him because they this man who, you know, he has an Instagram account like all of us do, and he likes to flex, he likes to let us know that he's making his little money, that he got every little bad little light skin in North Memphis trying to suck his little wee wee. He put a he always puts posts out with you know money spread on his arm. Not always, but he put a post with money spread on his arm. I'm just let niggas know he got it like that. The cops traced the serial number of this nigga, of uh, one of the dollar bills in that bag, to the money spread out on his arm, and in one of the photos that he had. So there was a dollar. The money that's in that bag, the serial numbers that are on. The, well, for as I know, at least one bill. But a few of those bills' serial numbers matched the serial numbers on the bills that were spread out on his arm in an Instagram photo. So they said, oh, nigga, it's bad. We got you. And he's he's on federal indictment right now. Pooh Shisey right now is one of the most popular rappers popping right now. Even at that moment, he was kind of making a little bit of bread as far as I'm to understand. His career, I've watched him blow up. His career life has really been changing. From what it's looking like, it is no way this man is going to avoid jail time. And they're going to sit him down for a minute. There are so many different angles to tackle with this. When I think about Pooh Shiesty going down, and there's also the fact, too, that in the song Back in Blood, I forgot to add this part, too. In Back in Blood, he does say... You, um, uh, yeah, you know that you he does have lyrics in the song that kind of insinuate that he might or might not have robbed niggas. It might, they kind of insinuates that he did do this act because he kind of, he kind of did detail. He said in the song, "Yeah, you know that I ain't go." He said, he said, what do you say? I got what do you say? I I shot up everywhere it was. Yeah, you know who took that shit from you. Come get it back in blood. Yeah, come get it back in blood." I and I so I There's some ag argument that he did use this song well the, I know the court system They're gonna use this song or bring it up as a way to say He was talking about some activities that he took place with which was robbing these niggas and shooting them I don't know if the word is disappointment in this man. I don't know if it's disappointment I don't know if I can say it's just disgust I'm going to say this about hip-hop, and I'm going to say this about the space we're at in hip-hop right now. You know, most of these niggas in hip-hop, and i mean, you'd be surprised. I mean, a lot of them. A lot of these niggas. Pooh is not in this category, but I'm bringing this up to say this is why I'm a little bit frustrated with them. you be surprised how poor a lot of these niggas are in hip-hop. A lot of them ain't got money like the way y'all think they got. A lot of them don't. And I mean that oh hardly. A lot of them don't. I know a lot of a lot of those same rappers who in our all our little towns, whether you live in Jacksonville, whether you're from St. Louis, Missouri, whether you're from Baltimore, Maryland, a lot of the niggas that are popping in our regions that got one, two, three million views per video per song, even the ones who were signed are not making as much money as you think they're making. Because for one, streaming just don't pay as much as CDs paying. and on top of that, if they are signed, the label's taking half of it. They got to pay to produce. They got to pay all that. So a lot of them are on hard times. You'd be surprised how many of your favorite rappers, how many of the motherfuckers who's, how many of the, of the rappers that your girl is shaking her ass to with her three or four friends at the club at on Friday. You'd be surprised how many of those men who make those same songs are making maybe at best 50,000, $60,000 a year profit. They're using the money from their, From the initial signing bonus of their record deal To buy their change and shit like that But past that point, niggas is basically making the same money That you would make if you had a good, okay job I'm bringing that up because It hurts my heart to see somebody like Apu Shiesty Who, and and he had money when he robbed the man So I don't know if that money was legal or illegal But it hurts my heart to see people who From what it looks like the optics looks like The world of rap was opening the doors for them. They're starting to get bags for shows, 20, 30,000 for a show, 40,000 for a show. It hurts my heart to see people who are who are living have literally having the doors open wide open for them. I still engage in nigga shit, still engage in shit that people who. If you don't, if you have the option to not have to rob niggas For recreational purposes Don't do it That's what we can say If you are at a point where it even looks like You're around the corner Even if you're not at the point where you're making $20,000, $30,000 a show Even when you're at the point, nigga Where you're making $5,000 a show Bro, take that bite down, bro Bite down, like Don't fuck your whole game up because of that Like <sighs> I'm bringing this up because a lot of these rappers, you know, a lot of the times you have rappers who say they engage in the street activities and they sell weed and stuff like that. And... A lot of them just be bullshitting. But for those of them who do, a lot of them do and they still rap. And then when they get booked, we say, oh, you're stupid for selling drugs. You're stupid for doing this. You're stupid for doing that. Why didn't you go straight? Why don't you go in the straight and narrow like the Casanova thing? I remember when Casanova went down, everybody said, well, you know, why? Why was you still doing that? Why would you why would you fuck it up? Why would you still be trying to be involved in the street life, and et cetera, et cetera. But you got to understand from their perspective, it takes you streaming a lot. It takes you being booked for shows a lot and be getting the bag to really sustain a rapper's lifestyle off of rap. It takes you getting millions, millions of streams. It takes you maybe being independent. It takes you getting ten, twenty thousand dollars a show to be independent off of rap. As far as I know, Casanova is not at that level he had songs that Streamed but if those songs He had two songs that really were kind of doing Okay as far as streams wise but even then Those one or two songs that are doing 10 and 10 and 8 million v- Streams that even out of that Song he has to divide the proceeds The the re- uh, revenue with the Producer and the record label And stuff like that it's not a lot especially when Your ass is living in New York Which is where he was from Especially when you're Um when you're living the rapper lifestyle you feel like you have to portray the rapper lifestyle that's a big thing too when you feel like you got to wear a designer when you feel like you got to wear one thousand dollar pants you got to wear three thousand dollar shirt you got to get the change you got to get that it's hard to maintain that so i can understand from his perspective well push T and i and push i see kind of iffy for me to say because like i said i don't know i'm not aware of how well that man's finance finances were Before Back in Blood came out Because Back in Blood I feel like Blew up his career And shot him to a whole Another level of superstardom That he wasn't at But still bro It's like fuck bro Like I hate seeing You know He's only 21 I hate seeing I hate seeing them bro I hate seeing people Who just blow up And then they're just Fucking gone Like I feel for him, You know I just You I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I've ranted about this young man enough today. I just want to just say, you know, I, I pray for the best. I pray the best for him. You know, you know, the nigga's name was Shiesty That nigga was really shysty. you That know, nigga was really, it uh, was really with it. You know, but that's what that's the price that comes with it. So rob robbed the nigga in a foreign car. Ain't that a bitch? I can't believe that nigga robbed the nigga with a nicer car than the nigga who he robbed had. Like I, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck? Oh my god. Oh my god. Um anything else I wanted to talk about? Let's see. Anything else I meant? Let's see. Talked about the Pope. Talked about that. Talked about uh the, <laughs> the throat baby song. <laughs> oh my god. I uh I wanted to talk about this. This is what's funny to me. I there's a song I've heard I've I have heard i have i have been in the club. I go I work at the night, I work in clubs, so I've heard this song a lot, but i just now started paying attention to the lyrics of the song, at least like the chorus of it. That damn song, Bro Baby by BSR Baby, that is one yo, if that is not one of the sickest goddamn songs I have ever heard in my life, that song needs Jesus. They need to, pro, they need, the man who made that song, he, they need to play, for those who don't know, this is a song, Everybody, y'all know this song That song that start so like Sexy little Ho, Sexy little freak Let it where you walk Let it where you talk let it I, I, like, When that song comes on in the club I always hear that part And that's the part Where I kind of just pay attention to But I don't pay attention To the part that follows after that I didn't know that this song was called I didn't know until last Thursday evening Until a girl came into my club And she was going to the little jukebox thing We have and uh, she's like You know I want to play a song I was like well, what song you want to play I was like I got your girl I'll put it down for her Because she kind of you cute know, I want to talk to her she said I want to play th- Throat Baby I was like what the fuck Throat Baby what type of sick ass shit is that I proceed to put a dollar in the machine and I look up the ti- Look up the title of the song unbeknownst to me this song there is actually a song called Throat Baby and the, when I play the song I instantly recognize the song in the song but I just never paid attention to the last half of the chorus I'm talking about the part of the chorus I pay attention to is when he says, sexy little bitch, sexy little hoe, let the way you walk, let the way you talk. That's what I pay attention to. I never pay attention to the other part after that where he goes, let a, let a young nigga come play in your throat. De-throat your, de-throat your shit, i make you choke. Throat baby. I'm trying to give it to you. Throat baby. This man literally said, let a nigga come play in your throat. Do you throw your shit? I'm gonna make you throw. And this is the chorus. Now let me tell you something. I've heard some Vogner songs in my life. I'm old enough to remember "Bomb Ass Pussy" by Dog Pound. For those who don't know, that's a song that goes like, "Girl, you got some bomb ass pussy. Ooh, girl, you got some bomb ass pussy." I'm old enough to remember the song by Lil Kim. I forgot. I know, is that who, who 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 made that song? Was that was that Kalani? What's her name who made that song? suck that suck my pussy and my chest sack like this suck my pussy I don't know but all them sick ass songs like this was just <laughs> hip hop is wild bro hip hop is I remember I don't remember I remember that song about southern players Dickie Ride. Like you'd have to live down south to that song, but it was a song back in the day by Southern players called Dicky Ride. Don't you want a Dicky Ride? Don't you want a Dicky Ride? Dicky Ride, Dicky Ride, D I C K E Y Ride, Oh Ride. I just had to talk about that. That song was in my head. That was that was one that was kind of like I just was like really surprised the vulgarity of that song. But not just with this. Um... Yeah, that cop car that was chasing that nigga past the freeway entrance. I uh, guess I don't see those lights anymore, so I guess they got him. It's been um, I'm gonna touch on this, and this is where I'm gonna close the podcast down at. It's been pretty wild these last um. It's been pretty wild these um. I can just tell you from where I'm at in where I'm at in California. Right now, it's, it's looking like it's gonna be a bloody summer. You know, rest in peace to the young man who got killed at the rooftop lounge in Stockton, California two weeks ago. Shot this nigga at the bar. Um, I know another guy who, at one of the bars I used to work at, from what I am understand, he left the bar there and they followed this nigga from his home, from the bar to his home and shot him. Um, even when you go to Sacramento, California right now, the capital of Cali, there's a few people who got killed at the Midtown bars. This looking like this is gonna be a summer of blood. And I just wanna tell anybody, whether you live in Sacramento, whether you live in Atlanta, Georgia, Augusta, Georgia, with them colorful ass fruity loop suits that y'all be wearing out there, whether y'all even live in Eatonville, Florida, um, just be safe, man. So I can say, just be safe, brother. You know, like right now this world is crazy. Right now there's a lot of people out here who are wilding, and I you know, just be safe, bro. I just ask that. Just be safe, brother. It's, it's a wild world out here. People people out here are just wilding right now. Um, that's all I can say. With that being said, I'm going to end the broadcast. It was a pleasure talking to all of you guys. Much love. Um, I'll pro- Well, y'all know I do updates with the episode. So I love you guys. You guys have a good night.